It's time for Who Watch? Time and Relative Blackness in Space. everyone, it's Bayana, Connie, and Robin coming to you live from the Time Vortex. Today we're discussing the latest Doctor Who Christmas special, Twice Upon a Time. In this episode, the Doctor doesn't want to regenerate again. Bill is maybe alive, and Nardle shows up at the end for some reason. No one asked for it. No one asked for it. Yeah. And because we're black, this is our Kwanzaa special, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's our uh, Kwanzaa if all goes If all goes well, it'll go out on the last day of Kwanzaa. That was what I was thinking we would do. Habari Ghani! Imani! Yay! Yay! That'll be really... Well, if it doesn't go out, I'll just cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> you won't. It's fine. <laughs> I tried to do it yesterday during our taping of Wizard Team, and she was like, Kwanzaa's over in this time Damn. stream. And I was like, oh, I'm very confused. <laughs> Wizard team, Wizard team spoilers for our cross I wore this yesterday. <laughs> Sorry, I just noticed. Okay, um, let's let's get into into what happened in this Christmas special. Um, Do we have to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. okay. Let's, let's not say it's not terrible. It's not. It's not bad. It wasn't. It wasn't like of the of the of the of the bad. You know what I mean? Like of. Of the Christmas specials, it is it's, it is pretty high up there on better. my list. Of, of the Christmas specials, it's one of the better ones ish. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Mine is. It's I think like, for me, it's like solidly in the middle. But like of like the season ten, I kind of like could like keep it with season ten. It's not the yeah. worst. I'd I'd rewatch it over the last six five episodes of season yeah. ten. So, it ranks high high on high on my list. Not that it was it wasn't at all perfect, and we'll get into all the all the things, but it was fine, and I was going into it dreading kind of dreading it because I kind of knew some of the problematic things that occurred and based on like other people tweeting about it and like y'all's mysterious uh comments in slack and being like don't read the agenda just watch it with your unadulterated thoughts but um I was I was not as bored or upset as I thought I would be which is a plus this glowing review right here I mean yeah I wasn't I wasn't upset I think I was more confused and like a little bit annoyed yes I think I was annoyed and confused. But I wasn't angry? No, no, no. <laughs> like, the way that we have to, like, cope. out loud, and my brother was sitting next to me, and he didn't know why. He was just like, this show is really white. I was like, I know. And now yeah. he <laughs> threw this guy in my face. <laughs> so, yeah, but other than that. Yeah. Like, we were supposed to be working on the really white part, but Moffat got a Moffat. He's got a Moffat. Anyway. Okay, oh. so, um, summary. 
<laughs> what actually happened. Um, so picks up from where the finale left off, um, where the doctor ends up, I guess he's like on the South Pole. I don't think they said that at the, in the finale. They did um, not. But he ended up I was up like, what planet is he on? He, he just showed up in the, the snow. The doctor is there. And yeah, and then the first doctor who was also refusing to regenerate for some reason. And I'm kind of over that trope. It's not, <laughs> I'm just kind of like, okay, I guess at this point, like, okay, fine. The first doctor is refusing to regenerate. Okay, cool. If that hadn't been done already the past like two regenerations, I think that would be an interesting thing to explore. Um, and if the 12th doctor wasn't also refusing to regenerate, because I feel like at this point, this is 13 regenerations, 14 actually. Yeah. And at this point, it's just, it's what you do. <laughs> and so you being stubborn and like angry about it every time is getting old. Yes. It's gotten, I guess, progressively worse with each doctor where like nine was sort of like, okay, I'll regenerate. I was great. Ten's yeah, like, was- I don't want to go and like wanders around for a few months before he leaves. Eleven's like, I don't even remember because that Christmas special is just. Was he, he was like, I don't. Yeah, his was. It was a whole thing. They were trying. Eleven to like, was mostly fine with it once he got the regen. It took so long because yes, because of the lore, he wasn't going to regenerate. It was it. Yes, like, he was yes. Dying. And I think that's part of what, like, once he knows, like, Eleven makes sense in that aspect where it's just like he thinks he doesn't have any more. So his not wanting to go is like he really just literally doesn't want to die because he thinks it's the last one. So for 12 to also be like, I don't want to go. It's just like, okay, but you you just like got it's in theory because we don't actually know in theory another 12 regenerations. So like, what are you upset about? Like, calm down. And he and he also <laughs> like didn't have a reason for not wanting to leave either. Yeah. Like that was the other thing is he was asking the first doctor, like, why don't you want to regenerate? And then the dude is like, okay, why don't you want to regenerate? And he didn't have an answer. So it was like, honestly, this, the, I'm just going to say it. This episode didn't have a plot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really didn't. It yeah. didn't. And that's why it was confusing. Because it was like, like, what is happening? Why? why are we doing this? Who are these people? There, was no, there were no stakes either. Like, Mm-mm. Yeah, they, they tossed the stakes like, out the window. They're like, oh, they're not evil. So that means nothing. Uh, I mean, I like, I like the idea of like, oh, look, it's a, uh, it's something that is not evil. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. you didn't understand it. Like, I like that idea, but like, why, why did they come and bring him up to the big thing in the sky and call him the Doctor of War like they were gonna hurt him? It was, it was because right. So I think he didn't regenerate, and then they met each other and they were both refusing to regenerate. I think that was supposed to be the reason that they popped up. Because that, that, I think that's why time like was Stop, paused Chris. or did whatever it did, and then pushed the cap, Captain Gaddis out of time. Which also, also like Captain Gaddis, he didn't I love need that. to be there. There was why no him. What was it about him that made them push him out of time? Did they go find him specifically to push him out of time? Was it because I he's a Leslie Stewart? The testimony was calling it an error. Yeah, like a random I think glitch. It was supposed to be that it was just some random person. Oh, and then they, and then at the and end, then I guess, like I guess, reveal be- that it's a Lethbridge Stewart or whatever. I think that was supposed to be like a thing for the first Doctor. Like, oh, now in my future, I'm gonna yeah. like 
even though that doesn't happen for like two more generations apparently but yeah so going back quickly to the idea that like nothing happens and like you were saying you enjoyed the idea of like what they were at first trying to do so like right so like if it weren't the idea of like there is a plot and then it is no plot like they built up the idea of the testimony to be a villain. And like you were saying, Robin, it's fine that there is no villain. Like, that's an interesting idea. But for me, it's also like, it's an interesting idea to have these characters just together and for there to be no plot. But then just have that be the whole time. Like, they're just hanging out, chatting. It's a, you know, like a sort of like a bottle episode idea, even though it's not from the definition of a bottle episode. But like, if that were the idea or the case, it's different than... Ooh, look, mystery, plot, 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 and then it all fizzles out to get like fizzles right. out. Yeah, right. and I still and I still don't yeah. know. Maybe yeah, I just needed to like type of episode, and it was oh, let's get really serious and look at each other and have all of these sexist jokes because we can. Yeah, but nothing comes of it. Right. Yeah, I mean, just I think kidding. like I, I mean, going back to the testimony, just I. Maybe I needed to rewatch it, or maybe I needed to watch it with subtitles because I for- yeah. usually do, and then I forgot this time. But I couldn't understand like what they were, where they came from, and there was an explanation, but I still didn't really get it because yeah. it was like they take people on their death and they send them to their friends to like talk they, to them, or they, I don't know the person at the moment of their death and they download all of their memories. That part I, right. so that I understood. Uh huh testimony and then they put the person back at the moment of their death so this is where i got confused why so is bill dead because they if just don't explain it right because this is basically what i did get is that it's the house other... of black and white and these are basically the faceless men of the universe <laughs> i got that part so then yeah so then i would think that that you said what yes that, um I was so then i would think that yeah bill is actually dead but then it's not. They never explain how she died. Her, like what happened with Heather, and then she like doesn't remember. Right. And she's they, like, yeah, she saved me, and then like can't remember. But then they don't go back to that at all. It literally was like they didn't want to have to explain that she died later, and so Moffat was just like, screw it, she doesn't remember, and then that's the easy way out. Like there were a lot of that moment especially but I feel like there were just moments where it's like it was the easy way out where it's just like eh, I don't feel like explaining this so you don't get an explanation write some shit that's actually good I'm like honestly like this whole episode the main good thing that came out of it was that I was like it's Moffat's last it's okay <laughs> only gotta see guys' face for like 59 more minutes, 40 more minutes. <laughs> it's like, it's almost over. <laughs> I was really, like, the Gaddis thing didn't hit me. Like, I was annoyed when they were like, oh, Mark Gaddis. But it was when Connie was started to talk about how many episodes he's been in. And I was like, give another actor a goddamn shot. Literally. Like, and stop like, it. And there's literally no reason. Like, at first, I remember when I saw one of the early, like, previews or whatever for it, and it was like, or it was like a sneak peek. So it was the it was the scene where the two doctors and Gaddis's character are in the TARDIS for the first time, and he's like, "It's bigger on the inside." That and like, that was the moment you? where also, I was like, it "Took the peak. first doctor way too long <laughs> to figure out that this was a like future incarnation of him." I feel like you go into a, a TARDIS. There's some changes. Like 
And it's not like he's the only Time Lord at that point. Like, he knows what Time Lords are and, like, that they regenerate and that they probably... There's no way that he's the only Doctor who's, like, come in contact with his past or future self. So, like... Or a Time Lord who's come in contact with past or future self. So, like, he should have some vague... with his future self before. No, I'm saying... The second and third Doctors before. Oh, yeah. You're right. There were multiple Doctor specials from (laughs) original Who. Yeah. Okay. Then that, again. <laughs> and this will be his last one because he's about to regenerate. You know what I mean? So it's like this will be the last time that it happened. Also, Gaddis has been in, in, in wait five or six one one two three four five Doctor Who episodes, which right now doesn't sound like a lot, but knowing that he was also in all of Sherlock is just sort of like in my face. Like, all right. Yeah. But it was just like, I don't know, they, you know, they, you know, I had this thought like right before we started recording that Bill is to Doctor Who, what Beyonce is to the Grammys. <laughs> elaborate. Okay. So elaborate. Like, so they're just like, let's join the doctors and Bill on the TARDIS. Let's, you know, the doctors and Bill, we're doing that. And then you see the preview and there's no Bill. And then you see the episode and Bill isn't even really there. It's really about this like white random, like white captain from World War One that no one cares about. No one has any emotional ties to. It's Mark Gaddis. Why is he here for a sixth time? Like it's and it's just like it's just a way for first it's a way for like Moffat and Gaddis to just like play around in the world the last time and just like yeah. woo, yeah, this is our little party. And then it's like three white dudes in the TARDIS. Yeah. Before things get shaken up again. Because, like, like, I don't give, I don't care about that. So, the thought I had um, while you were talking, Brianna, but also during the episode, was the difference between Moffat and Gaddis and, like, J.J. Abrams and Brian Fuller, right? So, you get these, <laughs> like, storied franchises and you get these people that grew up as fans now taking over the franchise. But I think the thing that J.J. Abrams and Brian Fuller succeed at is remembering and and moving forward from a fan perspective in a certain way of like there are this is a huge franchise with a lot of people and so I want to like keep I want to make it modern but keep up like the standards of the franchise and what Moffat does is like I get to be in the show so I'm going to make it all about me because I grew up loving the show and completely discards the fact that like oh yeah guess what Millions of people grew up loving this show and are still watching this show. So how about you don't center yourself all the time? Yeah. Right? It would be like if J.J. Abrams was like, well, I want to do this and I get to do it because I've always wanted to do this thing. Well, it doesn't make any sense. No one asked for it. Well, J.J. does um, like have reoccurring people. So like Greg Grunberg or however you say his name was like in Lost and he's like he appeared in... Uh, Force Awakens but like as bit characters like they're not characters who like are the center of the episode and was like the important person in the episode and (laughs) and I think that where it's like he does the same actors a lot and like a lot of people do that and that's but also they're actors and not also writers (laughs) that's where it kind of like rubs me the wrong way where it's like Gaddis is also in production it's like pick an actor at least like I'm okay with like producers using their favorite actors time and time again but it's it's the close it's just like I'm just kind of annoyed at seeing Gaddis and like knowing his like extreme closeness with Moffat and like 
the fact and that also, they just do everything together does make it seem very like self-centered to the two the of them. But it's also not in a way that, that other Yadis people don't necessarily do. Mad about the um, was it the Romans episode? Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was like, there were no people of color, and like yeah. he's, he has his own. Yeah, so bad. I don't know. The they, I but like, the thing too is like they share that same mm-hmm. thing, like Mattis and Gaddis, Malfit and Mattis. Yeah, Mattis. They share. They share those same sentiments, and I feel like when apart, when Moffat is working with other people, they can tug him in there, or they can balance that out, right? They can like smooth that over, or or at least you know talk him out of some of his baser <laughs> or worse instincts. But when they're together, they just feed off of each other, and like you're right, you're right, you know what I mean? And it's like they don't complement each other at all in right. terms of like their working relationship. They both gas each other up. They both believe their own height. And they both ignore the fact that you're not just getting... It's like, okay, when I go to... When we went to the, the Wizarding World, like the studio tour, I remember? Mm-hmm. And it's like, we get to be in there and we can do whatever the fuck we want because we're just in this space. But we're not expecting millions of people to, like, watch, pay, and enjoy us playing in our own, like, little playground, right? Like, when we do Wizard Team... <laughs> Or when we do something else, there's, like, a mindset of, like, this is for other people as well. It's not just us being, mm-hmm. like, all oh, the toys. I get to eat all of the candy until I make myself sick. Like, that's, yeah. it, I, I don't, I'm not interested in watching someone. <laughs> but the difference in that also is that, like... When you two do stuff like that, it is for an, a community that has not seen themselves in that property. Or like when we do this, Tarbis. So, but like Moffat and Gaddis, like I, I think part of why it's just so frustrating and annoying and sort of like it just irked me when other times when other producers and creators do it, it's not as annoying. It's just that like, all right, we get it. You two white dudes enjoy Doctor Who, but like literally give someone else a chance because we've been like every other community besides white dudes have been excluded from Doctor Who for so long. So Mm -hmm. like, I think that's where most of it comes from because again, it's not like other creators doing like when Greg Grunberg shows up, it's like one, it's a bit part, but also like, all right, cool. You're in it. Great. And then they move on. Like Michaela Cole showed up right in a bit part. And it was also like, Hey, look at that. You know what I mean? Same Mm -hmm. thing with like, Jessica Williams is going to be in Fantastic Beach, which, fine. You know what I mean? But it's like, oh, look, you, you know what I mean? Fan service or what? I'm doing a favor for a friend who just happens to have power and connections and can be in this thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to, like you said, like, I'm not going to make her the center of the story. Yeah. Right. Um, but but that's also the thing is that if she had... the story. But if she had, like, if J.K. Rowling, for instance, had been like, Jessica Williams is now the star of Fantastic Beasts, we'd, be love, we'd love it because, again, it is bringing in a perspective and an audience and a, you know, a demographic that, like, has been ignored by that franchise. So, like, that's where the difference lies. If Moffat had friends who were women or people of color or anything else other than a cis white dude it would be fine but it's Gaddis who just shows up again like not even like a young new who fan you know right like a new generation of cis hat white no Moffat knows that he can't act so he was like hey boy hey like my man's about to just do this for me like this is a stand-in for both of us right and so i'm putting my boy who can act a little bit right throw him up in there and forget about bill because like then the whole point was about it was like 
Bill was a plot device for him. They literally like, could have like, focused the episode. Him when it was like, no one cares about him. No one knows who he is. None of this shit. And also, I still don't know what's going on. So, Because, like, if the idea... And I heard somewhere, and I forget where, that, like, Bill wasn't originally going to be in the episode. And then I guess, you know, her fan favoritism was they shoehorned her in, which I'm like, I'm glad she's in it rather than not in it I guess but like the way that they wrote it you can tell but like they also could have just written the episode based on whatever headcanon that never made it to the screen of why she showed up so like if this if the testimony takes characters who or people who have died and like re put them in what I know I still don't get it, but whatever the, their explanation was, <laughs> they could have like had Bill shown Heather, not shown Heather. Maybe Heather disappeared or Heather dies. Bill's about to die wherever they are in their adventures, and then the testimony show like the episode could have centered on what they left us with with Bill. Where like okay, she showed up. She's off on an adventure with this girl that she just met and like did not have a lot of time with. Like whatever. Uh, and like shown us those last moments between those two characters or Bill by herself because maybe homegirl who played Heather can't show up. Like I understand the logistics of, 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 of like planning and getting actors and stuff. Like maybe she could show up, whatever. But like rewrite the episode based on a character we already know. And like maybe Gaddis could have still been in it. Maybe that plot line could have been there because I enjoy the like well, I'll get into it later. But like I enjoy the history that they used in the episode. But like it didn't have to be the entire episode. Also, the Dalek. So there's like this whole thing where the doctor's like, okay, we got to figure out who the testimony is. We're gonna go to like the biggest database in history or whatever. And I thought they were gonna okay, go. Okay, is the that what explains and- it? It made me kind of sad. I missed all that. Go to the library because I feel like that would have been a good nod to a good. Isn't the library gone? I thought the library was gone. No. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. They had to leave it for to the Vash Generata. Right. But that still could have been a thing. Like that was a good to the remnants of the library. They could have like nodded back to and like we're gonna go over there real quick. It's gonna be some shit, but we get there anyway. Instead, he goes to some unnamed planet. Um, and runs into the good Dalek from season eight. I don't remember that at all. Like, yeah. I was so, so saying that, and I was like, I thought the good, was that not Clara? I'm confused. No. I don't know. <laughs> so, so, so the good Dalek Clark, wasn't Clara, or it wouldn't have been Clara, it would have been Oswin or whatever, but it wasn't. It was, so season eight, I think it was like episode two, where like the doctor and Clara go, there's like a sick Dalek, and they have to figure out what's going on, and then they go inside the Dalek and then like fight. Dalek viruses and shit. Oh. It's a mediocre episode. And I skipped most Dalek so episodes. They're taking like, a I mediocre like part of a mediocre episode from a mediocre season. Like it was not something that should be memorable. <laughs> I just happened to, like my mind was still trapped. So I was like, oh, okay, I remember what's going on here. But like, yeah, so at the end it was like he found out like the disease of the Dalek was that he was a good Dalek and he wanted to kill all other Daleks, and that's like what made him good or whatever. And then he said at the end this whole thing like you, doctor, are a good Dalek, or whatever the fuck. Mm. It was like that mm-hmm. whole thing mm-hmm. about the doctor being a soldier, which also came back up in this episode, and I'm really over that theme. It's really, like, heavy-handed. Um, but, yeah, so then they go to him, and they have some, like, witty banter or whatever, and then the doctor finds out about the testimony. But it was just kind of... Uh, I think of, like, I don't know. I think of there again, like, thinking of a vast generata or, like, some of the other creatures or 
plots or themes that Moffat did that actually worked well, <laughs> he yeah. could have brought those back instead. Yeah. I guess he wanted he's to go back to like specifically the guy 12. He doesn't recognize his best work. Like, he's like, it's like if, I don't know, I'm, whatever. But like, it's like if he was a rapper. And every, like, he was famous for, like, one album, but, like, he goes on tour to, like, memorize the album that everybody hated, but he thinks it's the best. Like, he just <laughs> you know, it's It's the obligatory, it's the last episode we're going to record, probably about Moffat, hopefully, but, you know, it's the obligatory Sleep No More reference. He thought he was, like, killing the game when he wrote that episode, and he was not. And he had so been lost the game. him. He had been lost the game. Right. But this is the thing. So like in reality, in like, like if you pull a hundred Potterheads, 90 Potterheads will be like, Moffat killed the game in Silence in the Library or in Blink. Like he killed the game. Like, huh? Potterheads? Whovians. Whovians. Yeah. Sorry. I thought you were going on. I thought you were doing like an analogy. Right. Okay. (laughs) No. So if you pulled a hundred Whovians. But I mean, Joe and and Moffat share a lot of the same like you should stop at some point yeah mm-hmm. anyway continue yeah. continue um, <laughs> so if um if you pulled 100 whovians and said like what was moffat's best showing like 90 of them would say like silence in the library blink like those are his like you know shining killing the game moments or season and then five if you asked, but nothing after huh? that or season five like season five is my favorite right. and i think it's the it's the time when he like has the most coherence across a season and then it just drops. It just drops off after right. that. So if you pulled 90 Whovians, that's who they would say, like Science and Library, Blink, season five. Like those are when he was like top of his game. And then if you asked Moffat, he would say, Sleep no more. That's when I hit it out of the park. That's where I hit my stride. And everyone's like, No. <laughs> no. I mean, How maybe did he ask, didn't think I that. Get 20. Like, no. Maybe that was the uh-huh. moment where he was like, maybe I should leave. <laughs> and then they're like, one more season, dude. He was like, okay, fine. He was like, I should leave now on this high note. And everyone was like, you should leave now. <laughs> <laughs> you have all nothing left. All you're behind. So after we find out about the Dalek and we find out about the testimony or whatever, they're like, okay, we got to take Captain Gaddis back to his time so he can die. And then we find out that he's actually a Lesbridge Stewart, which is supposed to be really heartwarming, but it's really just, again, Moffat and Gaddis shoehorning their way into the thing. It was really so Gaddis could be like, I want to be an ancestor to Brigadier Lesbridge Stewart. <laughs> That's what it was. I thought it was cute. I'm not going to lie. Out of everything in the episode, that was the least harmful. Yeah, It was I think like so. harmless, throwaway cuteness. Fine. There's one more Lesbridge Stewart. I think so. So he has to go back to the day, and apparently it's also the day of the Christmas armistice in 1914. So, I mean, I thought the Lethbridge Stewart thing was cute or whatever. I thought the Christmas armistice part was kind of like out of nowhere. Like it was fine, but there was nothing before. Like, I literally, like, the. I, it felt like three different episodes, to be honest, because again, yes. there's no plot, and they're just like throwing things in there. If it had been all about like, the Christmas, the Christmas armistice, and you're like, there was no lesson before that about laying down your arms. There was no, like, you know what I mean? There was no sure. like th- through to that moment, and so when they announced that, I was like, what? Yeah, oh. 
Yeah, makes sense. And it does feel like different episodes that could have been handled separately. I enjoyed the Christmas Armistice because I was like, I mean, I think it was Moffat being twisty again, where it's just like, that's why it's there's no through line to it. Because it's like, and look, Timey Watt, like, you know, like I used history right. and it's I enjoyed Christmas. that. And it's Christmas. So it makes sense as a Christmas episode. But as you were saying, it should have, if it were going to be that, I think it could have been its own episode where it's just like maybe most of the episode we don't know it's the Christmas armistice and then this happens he brings him back and it's like I fast forwarded a couple hours and now it's happening and so the guy doesn't die but like right. so I but I enjoyed it because it's kind of the perfect use of history for Doctor Who where it's just like you go back in time where something crazy that makes no sense happened and then you're like oh the doctor was behind it even though technically here the doctor wasn't actually behind it, he didn't actually he wasn't do anything. Any of it, and that also made no sense. Also, I think they pulled it in there because they realized that by the end of the episode, they're wrapping up, and they hadn't mentioned Christmas one time. <laughs> that they were too. In the snow at the beginning. That was that it. Was about it. That was and they it. They hadn't mentioned it at all, and they were like, "Oh shit, we need something." Yeah, I think if the episode had been about the Christmas armistice, and maybe the doctor had helped, not cause like, it like that. himself, but like had spoken to someone, and then like it inspired it to like happen maybe that would have been a cool like singular episode and maybe bill right, could have been there and like that was it an alien <laughs> mm-hmm. in 1914 in world war ii and they're like well we gotta band together kill this alien now mm-hmm. let's sing yes like, I don't know. Yeah. yes there are like a hundred different ways that it could have gone and probably worked better but alas but alas moffat had to do too much yeah. moffat had to do too much <clears throat> I I want to get back to I want to get past Gaddis because yeah mm-hmm. why indeed I want to get back <laughs> to the the idea of bringing in the first Doctor and it being like oh we have this new actor who had played the Doctor in this TV movie and he looks like him and he can play the first Doctor really well so like let's do that and I got that and I thought that was cool cute. What I didn't like is what did the first doctor do besides be sexist, <laughs> semi-racist, and in the way, slow on the uptake? Yeah. Why was there even two doctors? Like, they didn't talk to each other and, like, have a moment where they're, like, smart. They heightened each other's, like, intelligence. Right, like in the they didn't, 50th, yeah. Right, right. They didn't work together in any meaningful or real way. They barely worked together well, and, like, they explored that in the in the 50th, but, like, in a way where it's, like, they didn't work together well, and they kind of butted heads a lot, and then they got over it because they're like, oh, we have other things to deal with, and, like, let's get past our trauma. And, like, there was a, a reckoning at the end of, like, we are all the same person, like, what you bring to the table is like coming forward to 11 and like all this jazz like one and 12 are so far apart and it's like I don't know I guess the idea is like what if you were interacting with your five-year-old self and like yeah, what do they bring to the table what does your five-year-old think, self bring to the table like this weird thing with the first doctor um well one they like I, this is the first time that I have not cared about two doctors getting together and like have actively been annoyed about it. Um, <laughs> I wasn't annoyed, but I, I get those it. Those are usually some of my favorite episodes. They're always really fun and exciting and like just, you know, they butt heads, but it's also because they're the same person. And so that happens, you know, you tend to not like people who are very similar to you. Um, and so that all made sense in the past. This time it was like the first doctor was just, was the doctor's super 
embarrassingly racist and sexist grandfather and mm-hmm. he's just like ooh don't listen to him let's go somewhere you know what I mean and then and it wasn't like a you know in the third episode of season 10 that was really awesome and the doctor punched that racist dude in the face mm-hmm. this time he's just like ooh let's not talk about happening in my TARDIS also it's it's an interesting thing that and, and like I'm just because I I watched the the like 10 year anniversary special it's like one of the two doc like classic who episodes that i've watched and in that one it was the first second and third doctors and the first doctor was almost like he wasn't like fully in it it was like mostly two and three and then one was like in there occasionally and like he was mm-hmm. mo- and i think it might because be because like the actor wasn't actually alive at that point mm. potentially um but it was just like he was giving advice and he was like kind of the like and and they were treating it as if he was the older one because like in actuality in like our world like the actor was actually older and I feel like the same thing was kind of happening in this case where like they're forgetting that he's actually the younger doctor Uh and that like sure as he gets older he gets younger physically and like you know his mind gets open to new things but I don't know it just felt weird to me that they were acting as if the first doctor he was, was like the somehow statesman. more and more like adult and all that kind of stuff when really it should have been the opposite in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't get the first doctor really learning anything other than the Christmas armistice thing. And they're like, look at what we did that we didn't actually do, but this is what the doctor is, even though literally I had nothing to do with that. So I don't know. It was, it was, it was weird. And I feel like they didn't play off of each other in the way that they should have. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like they used him as a way to throw in some sexist jokes before putting in a female doctor, to be honest. <laughs> it was a way to do it that made it like acceptable because they're like, yeah, he's he was in the 60s. And it's like, no. Because no. also, I, like, I've never watched a Classic Who episode and to watch New Who, I don't think you necessarily have to. But like, no. I don't... Maybe one of our listeners who's watched a few episodes, Cough, Cough, Amani, maybe, um, who has watched <laughs> Classic Who can tell me whether or not he was actually, like, any of these, like, sexist, racist, like, comments were ever, ever made. Because I don't right, know. This, they were. companions actually clean the TARDIS? They, I wasn't they, it was new. So, like, he brought it up too many times for me to... Classic Who was rough. Like, I didn't yeah. watch a lot of them, and most of it be mostly because it was rough. And, like, those things did show up. I don't know about cleaning the TARDIS being, like, an ongoing thing, but, like, the way that they... He spoke about women and, like, being... Like, he his first companion was his granddaughter. Right. And the episodes of the first doctor that I have seen, he's very much of the, like, so you have to also realize that he, there, Gallifrey's still around. Like, he could yeah, go yeah. home whenever he wanted to. Yeah, yeah, But he was very much of the, of the, like, you humans are silly and in the way. Right. And not, like... Just a science experiment, like, basically. Like, the whole, like, it is protected thing where he's like, what? Because, like, yeah, he, yeah. it's yeah. like, the, the stuff went down on Earth like, one would have been like, all right, well, it was fun. I got to go. Out of <laughs> it's like if you were, like, yeah. vacationing and then, like, a revolution happened while you were, like, in the country, in, in this country vacationing. Your thought isn't like, let me go charge in and lead the revolution. You're like, yeah. this thing I got to do with me. I'm going to go. <laughs> so, Understood. Um, that was very much, like, in line. Again, I didn't watch, like, 
a ton of Klasiku, so I can't say like historically over the whole span of his run if that was like true or not. But that part was very much in line. The problem is, is that there were a few moments where it was like, you know, like your five-year-old self, like, don't say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you talk, if you're talking to a five-year-old who said something, you're like, whoa, like, this is why we don't talk about women this way. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it was, it was very much like Capaldi played it as if like your grandmother said some racist stuff that embarrassed you, but you weren't mm-hmm. going to like clap back at your grandmother exactly. as opposed to if like your yeah your niece or your daughter said some out-of-pocket stuff and you're correcting the record so that they move through life. (laughs) Right, yes. You know what I mean? Like, Like, to be a better... To lead to the better person that we know that he becomes and who understands this kind of thing, like, he should have... There should have been some... at At least one moment of him being like, okay, so in the future... We don't do this <laughs> or some, some sort of like, as you were saying, like chastisement because it's not his grandfather where it's like a respectful distance. It's literally himself. And he's like yelled at himself in the past. Like he literally spends the last part of the episode monologuing to himself and we'll get there. But, but that like when I screamed out loud, <laughs> so just say, that's when I broke the fourth wall. But no, the but thing, yes. Like, yeah. A, it's, not a, it's not even a respect thing too. It's like, um, like, I've had those moments and like older people in my family say some out of pocket stuff and like my parents are like the older people, their reaction is, well, you know, that was their time. And it, and, and basically it, it will take you too much effort and no return to try to correct this. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, this, this, this is a, it's, it's, from now. Yeah, like, point. they're not going to change and don't waste your effort or brain space but, trying to like force right which you don't do with children right because you're like you're and especially because like, we know that the doctor like, is going to change like right. it's not an old person who's like actually static and actually won't affect like literally 900 years plus into the future it is a person like it's a person who is literally going to be I know I whatever I lost track I wasn't sure how old he was as one so I was like he keeps like he Moffat just likes to add a couple hundred years every couple episodes just drop another hundred for sure David Tennant was Was 900 years that's where I got it from a thousand years yeah because he was 900 when we started yeah and then when the time uh 11 ended he was like 1700 whatever the hell I was like y'all just add centuries Tenet only lived like four years he like actually aged with like the rest of us like he was like his four years and then he was like I'm 900 and then he's like I'm 904 I'm like cool yeah and then yeah 11 who knows but (laughs) but yeah and like a couple of the lines were funny but it was a lot of cringy like all right this is like there was too much of it it was just too much right if it were one or two like "Eh, we don't do that on this TARDIS and then we right I would have enjoyed if the only like thing that we had was that clap back that that Bill gave both one and the Mm -hmm. captain Mm -hmm. who's like oh I know about the fair sex and they were like excuse me right yes I like you know yeah, I like that. Felt like a gimmick a little bit because that's kind of all we've really seen of Bill. Like we've seen her flirt with two girls. We've seen people flirt with her and her be, or seen dudes flirt with her and be her be like, you know what? It's not <laughs> how I get down. But a lot of times it's just like, well, I'm gay, so <laughs> like, yeah, true. That's 
That's it? Really? Okay. But again, it's the. Which is not that's not really. It's the whole. Oh, like, I'm, I'm treating profit. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm just saying pretty much all of Bill's thing was lacking, but we should wait a little bit till we get Because we have a Bill yeah. no, section, saying, like, guys. I'm treating Moffat the same way that I'm treating, I talk about, like, treating old grandparents and stuff. Like, it's it's static. It's not. It's, it is Moffat. <laughs> so let's get our, our chuckles where we can. Especially because it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to, like, there's no person to communicate with him. Like, we always, like, on the other side of we black and nerds there's wizard team where it's like jk rowling is a very similar person in the way that she kind of like thinks she's being she's more progressive than moffat but like there are times when she thinks she's being progressive and she's actually not and it's sort of like this is just breadcrumbs like what are you doing and then there are times when she like like makes a huge mistake and then it's hard to like dialogue with her about it like there are times when she takes two steps forward like a step forward and like understanding like oh okay, cool, let me, like, understand that concept. And then she takes, like, two steps back. But Moffat, there's just no dialogue. Like, he's, like no dialogue. Yes. Because yeah. at least Joe, for as many times as she's taken a step back, there have been times when she's taken a step forward. Or at least, like, look, I know we don't like her retroactive, like, PC, like, whatever. But, like, that's one more step than Moffat has taken. So it's like, it's not a good level, but it's still like, in terms of those two specific people, I don't know, but there's still just like a similarity there where it's just like, come on, like, why yeah. are you so stuck in the past? And then you think you're being progressive, but like people who are in the marginalized communities that you do not discuss or like forgot to include are like, hey, you should change this. And there's just nothing, like nothing in return, especially with Moffat, who just, also, no by the time we got to Bill, them. by the time we got to Bill, it's just like, that wasn't him. Like there's, there's no way that like, that wasn't him. <laughs> he wrote mm-hmm. it and like, but like, he didn't necessarily cast her. He maybe approved it like signed off on it and was like okay cool but it wasn't like you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna have a right, black lesbian was, like I don't see that happening for, in his brain especially because the way he you know handled what it you're going to do yes mm-hmm. yes and then it was like okay and now you gotta go it just doesn't yeah. feel like that the, any of the progressiveness came from him it usually comes from some outside force and like he's in charge so he gets credit for it but it just never feels like from per, from us who are like the people he ignores it just doesn't feel like he knows what he's doing so yeah thanks for all yeah. the things you brought us and all the cool things but good riddance to everything else <laughs> literally <laughs> basically what i tweeted yesterday um, let's move yeah on. so so like as we get closer to the ge- to re- regeneration after you know the stuff that didn't connect and whatever and we figured out christmas again and all that kind of stuff <laughs> we get some nostalgic moments for 12 which was funny because at first i was like a little irritated and then i was like well no this is what they did for the other ones and it makes sense but i think by that point i was just like annoyed with generally. the whole episode, yeah. <laughs> so um and i think part of it is because of the way it happened so we find out bill isn't really bill and she is part of the testimony or whatever um, and she gives the doctor his memories of Clara back, which I think would have been sweet if it wasn't Bill doing it. 
Yeah. You know the fact I mean? that she turned into like, a white woman really just gave like, me some side eye. She gives you this thing and then she turns into Clara and I was just like, this is a Martha Rose thing all over again and I don't want this. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I don't hate Clara and I like really mm-hmm. liked their really, I liked 12 and Clara together mm-hmm. I, uh, until uh, Danny or whatever, him until he came around yeah. that was some bullshit. But like season nine, I think the two of them had character development that was interesting around each other and so it like kind of made sense why they meant so much to each other and so and I but I also thought that the doctor like like wiping his memories of Clara while it was a repeat of um what happened with Donna yeah I also just appreciated that because they had finally acknowledged that that like, storyline existed and like happened um but <laughs> I felt like, so I thought that part was really interesting and powerful. And I was like, cool, we'll leave Clara there. But now she's giving Clara back. But then like, she's becoming Clara. I don't know. That part made They it- literally could have had them side by side, even right. if they she weren't acting like, together. Here's Clara. You remember her? Here's yes. all her memories. You could have just, the same with Nardal. She didn't turn into Nardal. Right. So I just, yeah. yeah, that part was kind of. Like it literally could have been some sort of vision or ghost or like apparition next to Bill, she really didn't have to turn into Clara. Like, just don't... Pony bot thing. Exactly. Is it an alien? Is it a robot? I don't know. No, no. It's a what? It's a rope. Some glass robot thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But, like, it could have been been both of them. And I think that would have been cool. Of all of the, like, sexist, sort of racial, whatever, like, lines that were in that, that one's the one that, like, bothered me the most because she literally just could have been, like, right next to her. Because I was like, I, you know, I like Clara and I think it's a good idea for her to show up. I don't know why I didn't think about it beforehand. And I was like, oh, I was like kind of surprised. But I was mad right. because I was like, why is she replacing Bill? Well, the- so what happened for, for me was. Only be one. I, apparently. For, I, what happened for me was, well, two things. One, I think it was interesting that they were able to get Clara because poor Eleven got the, the ghost of of Amy running around the stairs and it's well, like no, it wasn't even the, the Karen Gillan came back for the finale yeah. for his finale yeah. no yeah she did because she put her hand on his face and said raggedy man good night and then he regenerated I remember that but they did have like a fake Amy but that's because the girl who played like, right her yeah as a kid was like way too, way too old. At that point. yeah um but no I did Karen not remember did come back for like two seconds I did not remember that and it was like his own little hallucination right and that could have been the thing with Clara. Anyway, mm-hmm. but like Clara shows up and I am not a Clara fan. So I'm like side eye, side eye, side eye. And then immediately had to take that back because one, it does make sense. And I wasn't upset that she showed up. I was just like, ugh, Clara. Like it made sense. Like you said, like she belongs there. Like she has yeah. to show up. That's not the problem. It's just like, ugh, Clara. But then freaking Nardo shows up and I'm like okay I take it all back <laughs> I take all my side eye back I was like no this, this I was is like, rock wow. and I was like no it's fine I like got over it I got over my <laughs> issue with like the fact that Shiro's replacing Bill in that moment like, exactly cool. and then Nardal's egghead shows up and I'm like why no I think I just like, yelled at the television I was just like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just fat. like, why? There was an audible groan for me. I don't think I yelled then. My yell came much later. But when I was like two through, like I was like, I'm done. When Nardal showed up, I was like, okay, I'm done. Um, and then when I was through, my yell came. But um, there was like a, a an audible groan and like a, of course, 
It was like, it wasn't even. Again, it's like the if you ask Moffat what his highlight, his like top five high reel, highlight reels were, he's like Nardal. Everybody loves Nardal. No, everybody want to see Nardal. No, because like okay, so if we're going back to a comparison of Eleven's end, where's Rory? We don't see no fake Rory. Like, I forgot that Amy, like, Karen Gillan showed up. So, like, that's on me. But, like, I know Rory didn't show up at all. And he was way more of a companion to Eleven than Nardal was to Twelve. Rory was in all the seasons that he was in. I just, I don't, I don't understand. We didn't even get a glimpse. We didn't even get a flannel, uh, (laughs) a glimpse of of a flannel shirt. And yet Nardal shows up and is like, yay, let's hug. Not a Roman sword, nothing. Not a single thing. Could have been a centurion sword somewhere, shield. I just, I don't, why did, why? We would have been fine. And I think that they only did it because they're like, look, we had Bill show up, so we got to have Nardal show up, which is not true. But I think that's the only reason why he made it into the episode, so that the guy didn't feel, maybe so the actor didn't feel left out or he's friends with the, I don't, I don't know. But, like, he, we didn't need him. Especially because, like, he didn't, there was no purpose to it. He was just like, don't die. But, like, we'd already covered that, so. Yeah. <laughs> why? We don't need, we don't need you. Why? It literally was like I understood having Nardal for like an episode, right? Like he's a bigger name uh-huh. comedian. Uh-huh. Like new it's kind of like um when James Corden is in Doctor was yes. in Doctor Who. It was like yes. he's this like, you know, British I don't I think that dude's Australian too, so that doesn't really make sense. But like <laughs> um anyway, but he's like, you know, this like celebrity. He it's the it's the fan, you know. Michaela Cole and Star Wars type of thing, right? Like, I want to do it. I can be in here. But come up once, come twice, and go away. (laughs) Yes. And also, like, those are the episodes where, like, Amy got a break. You know what I mean? And the one she was, like, stuck in the TARDIS the whole time, the other one she was, I don't know where she was. I think she, like, quit for a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it was, like, it was his farewell tour. Yeah, so yeah, it was his farewell exactly. tour, so he went to, like, see all his, like, old friends and stuff, so, like, Amy yeah, yeah, was, yeah. like... Oh, right. There was, you know, there was, like, this, like, like a bottle episode with this one guy, and, like, you get a little bit of, like, big name recognition. It's like when David, when Mitchell and Webb were on um, the Spaceships in a, or Dinosaurs in the Spaceship episode, like, I was, like, because I am obsessed with British comedians and culture and I watch all of those shows I was like fuck yeah like oh my god you know what I mean but I don't need them in every goddamn episode <laughs> right like I right. they're not one because they're always gonna like the entire episode Mitchell and Webb were Mitchell and Webb like mm-hmm. that happened to be robots or whatever the entire time James Corden is in those I can't even remember his name because he's James Corden with the doctor you know what I mean like what was his he's not I don't know. It, and so the whole Nardal thing was yeah. just like... I think with Nardal... I would give you one episode, but you just kept shoving him at me and, like, stop trying to make especially, it happen. It's not going to happen. Especially because, from my understanding, the Nardal thing mimics the Donna thing. So Catherine Tate is a British comedian and, like, known for being funny. So they brought her into the show, and she was, like, 
funny, but also serious. Like, it was a way for her to, like, expand her, like, what she's known for. Well, that's when she came back. They brought her in for a Christmas episode, and it yeah. was supposed to be a one-off. But she was also, like, funny, but also serious. Serious, like, yeah. Nardole yeah. didn't have any of that. There was no depth to his character. So, like, at least when Catherine Tate showed up, at least if we're just talking about the one-off, she shows up, she's loud, she's funny, she's, like, ridiculous and, like, butting heads with the doctor, which also is just, like, look, like, an actual, like, pairing. Like, Nardole didn't mm-hmm. actually, like, bring much, like, interesting dynamic the with the doctor. respected Nardole. Right. Him. Yeah. Literally. And so, like, if you're trying, if we're comparing it to that, it's like, okay, cool, whatever. You bring this guy in, but like, they didn't give him any depth. They didn't have a good dynamic. Very, like, none of that happened. And then he's in the whole thing. And it's like, when they brought Catherine Tate back and had her in the whole thing, they gave her character development. They gave her depth. They gave her seriousness where she could balance being funny and being loud and being Donna, like the Donna that we know, with like, this serious character who, like, is dealing with all this stuff and how, like, she actually had backstory and all this stuff, so, like, it made sense for the actor who we know for being something else being this character. But Nardal is just this, like, random f- funny, even though, like, not really. He's had, like, two he good lines. He, like, had, like... <laughs> you said that was so funny. <laughs> He had like, like he had like two good lines <laughs> and that was it out of the whole like 11 episodes he was in. Like come on. Like we didn't we didn't need it. And it's just like I see that what you tried to do and what you were trying to compare it to like oh this is just like when we cast Catherine Tate. It's not. It's it's not at all. <laughs> How dare they. <laughs> the Clara thing was like yes, we had two and a half three seasons Clara. Of course. Mm-hmm. She could just say goodbye to her doctor of as course. well. I would wish, I would have hoped. And my, if and it wasn't there, I would have also been until, mad. Until talking to you guys, I assumed that Bill just made a little like mirage thing. I didn't, my brain rejected that Bill turned into Clara. <laughs> no, she literally turned into Clara. <laughs> my brain didn't see that. It didn't happen. I, I don't understand. I won't respond to it. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. I wish that my brain worked like that. My brain, I know. She put, she, there was a hard <laughs> flower in the clouds talking. The way they cut it, they Remember, wanted it to seem like, like that, but no. Did it some, some, some Lion King ass shit? Remember who you are. <laughs> the lights, like and the lights literally look like that, too. Yeah, That's yeah. what the lights look like. like. They look like me. the Remember Who You Are scene. Right. That's what I saw. <laughs> anyway, so that's what happened. And that made sense. Like, yes. cars deserve the chance to say goodbye. Absolutely. Sure. Nardo's ass walked up and I was literally like, so is this going to end? How much longer do we have? Right. Nardo doesn't get it. He doesn't deserve a chance to say goodbye because what did he do when he was there? But also I feel like he had a chance to say goodbye. He did. He, did. he had a chance yeah, in the finale. Well, gonna look at me go be the hero mm-hmm. on the spaceship and continue with the resistance or whatever. They did that already. They did that. He, he got a goodbye and Bill goodbye. didn't and then Bill got a goodbye and then Nardo showed up. Yeah. And they had to have a triple hug, a group hug. So after all that, um, the doctor goes back into his TARDIS and he does this really weird uh, monologue. I thought that like, so he, there was a monologue that he had at the beginning when I think he was talking to the first doctor. Maybe. He was talking to, some, he was talking to someone. For one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> towards the beginning and I was like, okay, cool. They're getting, giving Peter his, you know, his, his thing. 
They don't um, have Emmys, but, but this Emmys last scene. one, like I thought, some of it was kind of cute, mostly at the beginning. But then I was like, well, who is he talking to? Why? Why? I thought it was cute in the, the bad way. I broke the fourth wall and just said, "Who the fuck are you talking to, man? Who? <laughs> <laughs> are you talking to me? Am I supposed to be? Can you see me? Who are you talking to?" Like, okay, so it just doesn't make any sense because he's not talking, he to, talking to anyone, about? but he's talking 13? to himself. I don't, I guess. Like, he's talking, he like, he's talking to himself. He was maybe giving 13, it was, he was maybe giving 13 advice, even though it's not like you need to talk out loud. She ain't there yet. And it's also your same brain. Like, nothing changes. Like, you could keep all of those thoughts in your head without speaking them out loud. And, like, I know people talk to themselves, but, like, I don't give myself monologues. And, it like, no, if you do... I give myself advice. But it's, like, if you do, like, a re, uh, an affirmation thing, like, maybe in the mirror. Like, maybe if they had a mirror, it would have made sense. <laughs> maybe that would have solved the entire scene. Because I'm just, I mean, like, who are... He was also, like, jumping around. Yes. He went upstairs. He did a twirl. He was trying to do his best Matt Smith impression. Because that's what it was. It was that... <laughs> it was that Moffat gave Matt Smith this, like, huge monologue at the end of his run. But Clara was there. <laughs> and at the very least he hallucinated Amy so it was like okay sure. but also he was talking to himself he, it's not like he was just saying like things the doctor loves or like does he was like literally like always choose love never eat peaches like, <laughs> I get that that's a fun callback to human time, time human nature blood family of blood but like I just, like, why was it happening? Like, they really could have constructed that. He could have had that same monologue scene if they really needed him to have one. But actually, like, literally you had one. Doctor. You literally had the first doctor in the episode. And, like, you he could tell him these things. Life. He literally did because he was so racist he and sexist in the whole episode. That's who he should have been talking to. That's who he should have been the talking to the whole doctor. time. They could have rearranged that where the first doctor was still there. And, like, they regenerated at the same time. It's like, oh, look how peaceful one was when he regenerated compared to how thir 12 goes in 13. Like, how are we doing this better right now than their construction of it when they're professionals? I don't understand. Like, the parallels could have happened at the same time. Like, I can see it in my head right now. And Yeah, the only thing is, is that we would have done that. And then he would have regenerated. And then it would have been like, haha, I'm a woman. Now, like, you're going to ask me to clean my own TARDIS? Like, it would have turned into some, like, bullshit. No, and, like, I think that... Like, yeah, that would have made more sense, but then also, like, no. I don't know. Um, I think they could have still made it I, somewhat better. So I read better. somewhere that it was supposed to be as, like, a, like advice to Chris Chibnall, who's going to be the new... That, no, it literally... Showrunner. But then I'm like, write that in a letter. Why do we need to see this? <laughs> right! When no. I know about the <laughs> When a president, like in America, when we go from one president to the other, they write a letter of advice, put it in the desk drawer, and peace out. When we don't see it. Because I don't need to know. Yes, during the scene, I was just like, this is not 12 talking. This is Moffat talking. And that was some part of the thing that frustrated me the most. It was like, he's not talking to anyone. It's just this random monologue. But also, this is not 12. Yeah. It is literally Moffat, which like, it's like not his characterization at all, right? Not, like the lines like, are usually blurred a lot. Like we all know that the doctor says stuff, and you're like, that's just Moffat talking. But like this was literally all just Moffat talking, and it like they really it just wasn't it was seem it wasn't seamless. Said, 
it's stuff it's all been re it's like rehashing old shit it's just like a lot of Moffat's later stuff where he just like takes the ideas he had before and tries to revamp them in some way or he just like runs out of ideas and gets lazy and is like let's just throw it all into the fuck a pot like so it's just yeah but I think too there was there was earlier I think in season 10 maybe season 9 where Capaldi does have this monologue where he's talking I think it's season 10 he's talking about like being good it was the episode with the dude on the lake like, or the guy with the, the monster underneath the frozen ice thing. Okay. And he's talking to the bad guy. And he, like, does this, like, monologue. Which was, like, watch Peter Capaldi work. Like, mm-hmm. watch, like, this actor act. You know what I mean? And, yeah. like, there are certain times in television shows. All the um, time. Shonda Rhimes loves to do this, I'm literally thinking about it. I was literally thinking about Papa Pope's monologues and how, like, at first they're, like, really powerful and, like, really good. And then, like, two seasons later, you're like, oh, we're still doing this? That's what it felt like to me with with 12. Well, that's his everyday, like, cadence. It's one of the reasons why I stopped watching a lot of Shondaland, actually, is because I was like, humans don't talk like this. And, like, okay, there's, like, a there are there's like this theater tradition where you get to have this, like, good, rousing monologue that, yeah, people in everyday speech wouldn't do. But when you're writing a sustainable, like, TV show or whatever, like, there needs to be a reality structure that you stick to. Like, musicals. People don't break out, bust out in song and dance, right? But in the musical genre, there are rules to how you transition into a song and dance and how you transition out of it. And when movies or musical or when musicals break those rules you're like what the fuck that isn't that's not how that works right like like it's not the singing and dancing that gets you upset it's the fact that they broke the rules of how that's supposed to work like capaldi can have a monologue all he wants and like he's great at them and they're enjoyable and like he was great at acting in it but like at least make give it context like it had no context right and that was like the, I mean, there were, like, all of these moments where I was like, okay, this is not what I, this isn't great. And, like, we've kind of said, like, Christmas episodes generally aren't great. Like, I don't think I've... There's, like, a handful of them that I like, one of which I really like, which I know is very controversial, but fight me. I don't care. Um, we'll get there. We'll yeah. get there. <laughs> but, like... So you go into it being like, okay, this is what it is, right? It's a Christmas episode. It's going to be wonky. It's going to have whatever. But I was like, this isn't even like this whole episode. It wasn't outlandish enough for like a regular Christmas episode, right? Like, (laughs) because there was no plot. It wasn't like. It was outlandish. That scene where they run down the ropes that of the TARDIS that's like falling from the spaceship, like the music was like literally from our cartoon. And I'm just like, why is this whole scene happening? There like that was the first moment where I was like, no. Song. Did anyone else peep that? I, I don't know it. the songs like you do. My brain's not a trap. It was, it was, well, it was like, at first, at first I was like, this I is didn't know there was a song. No, because it, it, they it have becomes a, theme, a big yeah. deal like right before the end of time because that's like, it's a song calling the doctor to like die or whatever. Or, or like yes. to his end. But at first I was like, this I think sounds it was, like very much like Russell T Davies, you know what I mean? I was just like, this yes. sounds very much the like music, early New Who, and then okay. I was like, no, that's the Ood song. I didn't and realize it was the Ood song. I thought it was just like a Doctor theme, but it was when the the Christmas armistice is happening, and like he's yeah. staring at Gaddis, Captain Gaddis, like 
cheers or whatever and like i think that song starts playing there and i'm it, it felt very familiar and i like the tune so i was just like oh this is nice but i didn't oh, yeah, connect it me out. <laughs> i didn't connect it to the oud and i hadn't realized that we hadn't played it because it's just yeah. like a theme that i enjoy and like it's one of those songs that i'm like oh right doctor who is good nice, music and i was like what's happening here because this doesn't have anything to do with moffat <laughs> I was confused. Interesting. Yeah, I hadn't put that all together, but I I noticed it because I was like, oh, one of those tunes that I like that I actually recognize, but I didn't recognize like from where it's where from it or what from. its title yeah. was. That makes sense. Um. Okay. So then, so then, twelve finally regenerates. It's a lady, y'all. Um, and we have, um, and then we have to like it, acknowledge that trash ass Daily Mail talking about how women can't well, drive. First, let's talk about her. <laughs> before we get there before we talk about trash let's talk about her um so her first words are oh brilliant which is cool classic there's doctor. no like i'm a girl there's none of that it's just like oh it's cool. lit yeah let's do this um and of course the tardis is a wreck again which is but like, because the regeneration kind of like the is it's so friends don't happened, let happened after ten regenerate after it was kind of a mess. It didn't like explode because it wasn't like in route. Or I think it, yeah, I, no, I think it didn't like really fuck up because Clara was there and she at least got them to a safe place. You know what I mean? Versus like with ten, he regenerated and he was like in route in the air and then that shit like plummeted back to earth. Yeah. Um, and so this was like a similar situation except she fell out of the TARDIS, oh, which no, she fell out. I was just kind of like, oh shit, but also she's gonna be fine, so whatever. Yeah. And I was also like, Matt, like, Eleven def- definitely could have happened to Eleven. He's almost fallen off the TARDIS a couple of times. Oh, he yeah. just had a nifty little, like, handlebar. Yes. <laughs> to save him. Yeah. But, like, um, yeah, so okay. I, I was just kind of like, yeah, this is what happens. I was, I was It's what happens. It because it's happened so many times now that yes. I was like, let's do something different. Yes. But okay. Other than that. So to put it all together in what we're, so as the daily, so the daily mail was just like, okay, women can't drive. Is that why the TARDIS explode? No, it's literally what always happens. But my thing is, is that it's still Moffat writing it. And I think he threw her out of the TARDIS. The way that the TARDIS shakes, like, it's not just, like, the TARDIS is, like, wobbly and she falls out. It's literally held upside down and shaken, like, like there are papers coming out because it just, to me, it looked like she was being tossed out. And I think that, my thing is that I think Moffat is just being Moffat and, like, he he had one line that maybe Chibnall wrote, I don't know, it's hard to, who knows who exactly contributed to which parts of the regeneration, but, like, it just seems like Moffat do- is is saying that the TARDIS either doesn't. I don't. It's hard to tell if it's like the TARDIS doesn't like it. The TARDIS is jealous. It's two women. Like whatever is in his brain. It just looked like to me that like the she's being t- thrown out of the TARDIS. But but I do think that hopefully Chibno will have a river catch and the TARDIS disappeared and that's the cliffhanger. But then the TARDIS is obviously just going to show up and catch her again. Like I just obviously like. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my forgetting, forgetting that that Moffat and Gaddis know a lot about the fair sex. So, um, you know, and they know that women don't like each other, and women don't like each other, and women are jealous of each other, and jealous and cat caddish. Goodbye. They know a lot about us, and so happy Kwanzaa. They're just writing what they know. Later. 
But see, that's why, but that's, that, that is why I obviously think that the Daily Mail, like, just was grabbing for clicks and to be controversial and to be annoying, but also we still have to remember who did write the scene and how I, I just don't think that he had less sexist intentions than the Daily Mail. (laughs) I mean, I I will say this. Just different, different ones. The TARDIS threw her out. I didn't see that, but I read it as like, y'all gonna stop. No, of course. I hope that that's what happens like, when Chibnall takes over. Like, that's the explanation. But the <laughs> there's a difference between the explanation on screen and the explanation of the person who wrote it. So right. I, I think both of those things can be true because the person who wrote it and then the execution of it at the end will be like, oh, she's just upset because literally every time they regenerate, they have to, to destroy her interior. Excuse you. They don't. Sexy's like, ex- stop it. I mean, nine and ten. Also, True. like you can do that without her blowing up every time. Every you time, right? Like, you know what? Because I think, because I think you can just change her interior. Eleven did that in between six right. and seven. And he just so, redecorate. Yeah, he was just like, you know, I'm feeling a little different. Yeah, you know, I don't want the warm colors. I'm feeling like winter. So let's do that. <laughs> like, right. It's just absolutely it's very simple. Yeah. So. so I think yeah, they definitely could have come up with a better way to change the desktop, but I think that part of the reason why the regeneration it's always so explosive is because it's changed. Like what are, like, I think, I, I think we need a reason at this point for why the regenerations are sometimes so explosive and sometimes they're not because like the, the, the deaths of each doctor, if it were violent, sure. But they had like, this one wasn't a violent death. And like, it doesn't seem like it was like pulling from like when 10, ex- 10 dies he like literally sucked in gamma like rays or like whatever the rays were that like he sucked up instead, you know, like I, so I understand when that gets exploded, it's going to destroy stuff, but like the other regenerations didn't weren't as violent. So it didn't need that. Yeah. I'm also really sick of like these. I mean, I still don't really understand um, 11th regeneration. I will. I refuse to go back and, watch it again to figure it out so <laughs> it is what it is in my mind just i've watched easy. it a second time and i still don't quite get it but yeah but i'm also like over the idea that you are dying from like radiation poisoning or whatever and you get to just walk around for another like two months <laughs> like, like how do you have the power to like, suck it in i took like, how do you just have the power to suck it in? Just like, I'm just gonna, not going to do this right now. Because from one, like, apparently it also happened with the first doctor, which just doesn't, I don't, why? No, they, he, he, they, he threw that in there. I know, I know, I know. You know? Yeah. Like, that he was, was annoying, like, where it's just like, oh, let me take this moment. But, like, that's not actually, yeah, like, that's not what happened. Right. Because I can. Because, mm-hmm. like, were his companions not he in the TARDIS? He literally rewrote the regeneration of the first Doctor. That's were his com- Oh, were my his- God. <laughs> were his companions not in the TARDIS? Only a white, only, like... Only a white person could do that. A white dude yeah. would be like, but like, you know what I'm gonna do? So when Ron yeah. regenerates, he just regenerates alone and the camera just shows his face changing? Like, I always, always yeah. assumed his companions were in the TARDIS and watched it happen. Oh, I don't know. Because I, I didn't see that. I don't know. I don't know. Because yeah. it just seems, it seems like Moffat was just like, and screw the companions. 
were in there watching it happen. Like it just seems you weird see, for like, him to trying to give them new actors too, but they also, were there for like three seconds. Yeah, but I guess yeah, most of the time they, they regenerate alone. <laughs> That's my question, is that where do they go? He just leaves them and, like, shows up in the in the snow and then never goes back to them? I don't, because yeah. I don't know if they transitioned from one to two and or not. I his granddaughter, I thought. No, yeah. I, I think maybe Does by the change? end it was. I don't know. I wasn't clear. I didn't know what was happening. Let me not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, let me not even pretend. Like, I could explain that, because yeah. I don't. Um, do we want to do Bill Fells? I feel like we did hit most of these points. We did but... hit a lot of these points. She gets to ask questions, which is one... good. Go Yeah, go ahead. That's all I had. One Bill Phil. I, I mean, it's like she's done now, but like, I am so sick of her being used as a plot device. She yeah. is a human. Like, so my biggest thing was, okay, so then she's in the testimony now. Did Heather not happen? Was don't that, know. they came back? We don't no, know. No. Um, so she doesn't get to say goodbye to her friends and family. Nope. She doesn't get to have any kind of reconciliation with her mother or about her mother. That's just something they threw in there for no reason. Like she just disappears and no one gets any answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did Clara get any of those things? Clara got treated kind of the same way. She just disappeared. Well, no, I think, well, Clara kind of, in, in Spice Season 9, she kind of like, after Danny died, I think she one. just started kind of like, she, I think she ended up in the TARDIS full time. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, actually, she might have still been teaching, but I don't really think so. I think she kind of started so retreating from people. So I think that at the very least, they would think that she was still traveling because she just like disappeared, I think. So like, more. that's the, the one of Moffat's biggest companion problems is that they're all yeah. these like, they just don't have family, so he doesn't have to deal with them. And RTD ha- w- did a great job of, like, connecting the, the companions to, like, you know, their humanity and, like, humans and other people who exactly. they care about. And so that they weren't just, like, people that the doctor plucked out of the earth and, like, don't have families and don't have any connections. The point is that they have connections and that's what helps the doc- the companion explain to the doctor about humanity and, like, how you should love people. So, like, the thing, like, I think overall I enjoy Moffat's run over rtds but like he was just rtd was just so much better at companions and their families and like including that so that when moffat tried to like go old school with bill and have her have a family even like the the minimum of one like just one person it's he still wasn't good at it because he's so used to having companions that don't have anyone because he just writes them that way because why have them have a family because then he doesn't have to deal with it which is kind of like not the point like changed her family situation so many times times. so So many times she was a live-in nanny for like at first and then all of a sudden at some point she had parents and then she didn't have parents parents died the leaf and they were there and then she had a grandmother some leaf not clear who these people were at all i don't yeah he was just no. really terrible at that, and I think that that was actually is actually a really important aspect to the companions because yeah. it connects the Doctor to humanity at an even higher rate, so that he wants yeah, to save them. It gives more backstory for them, right? Mm-hmm. Like it makes it so that they don't become a plot device, right? Because there are right. people who care about them mm-hmm. and who they care about, and they feel a sense of like the same thing with. So that was the thing was he kind of that with Rory's dad. The same thing with Clara, like. All of a sudden, Rory has a dad, even though yes. we saw like like Amy didn't have any parents, and then something happened, and then she had parents. They were all there at the wedding, and then they were gone again, or whatever. But <laughs> when sense. you go back to RTD, like 
there are moments where, like, I'm, I'm thinking of that Martha because I just recently rewatched that season. Um, where like Martha thinks she's gonna die, and she calls her mom, mm-hmm. and like that's important. Or like it also doesn't allow like Martha and her relationship with the doctor, however messed up it was, like it, it would not allow the doctor to lose Martha and not be held accountable to telling the people that loved her what happened to her. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was the same with Donna, a, and it was the same right. with Rose. Yeah. Although like, he has to face Donna's grandfather mm-hmm. like, right. and tell him, like, she can't know any of these things. Or even a small part of that is that I keep thinking about right now is that, so when Don- we first meet Donna at the wedding, she has both of her parents, but the actor who played her dad dies in real life. So, like, they deal with that in her, like, fictional family. Like, she still, you know, her dad died in the show. And, like, they don't, like, 100% address it. But it's still, like, you know that that loss is there. And that's why this family is the way that they are. And why Wolf is there. And, like, why he's so close to her. And, like, why they're all, like, kind of worried and, like, looking out for her. Because they know that that loss happened somewhere in between. And it's not strictly addressed. But it's still there. Because there's a world, like, there's an actual world built around this character that, like... Mm-hmm is living and breathing outside of what we see on screen. But, like, any of Moffat's companions don't have a world that breathes they off screen. Blink, they're Janet from The Good Place. <laughs> them, they blink out of existence. They go to their void. That's perfect. They blink out of existence. That is perfect. It's the perfect analogy. And, and it just made me really mad. Like, it, it, it has not... I don't know why, like, it didn't with Clara... I think I was just too through with Clara by then because who knew who Clara was by no the end of Clara's run? It was just like, it's true. we'd had so many different retcons of her life. Um, it made me a little bit mad, but to be honest, I still didn't watch Amy and Rory's last episode. I just couldn't, <laughs> so I didn't. <laughs> it was fine. Um, but that was like also like made me a little upset um, but I felt like in the pre, like after Amy and Roy left, there was a lot of like grief around that, and so it wasn't like they just blinked out of existence. Mm-hmm. But to love the doctor, um, and to and to trust him with the companions, you do need to have this thought that he's going to hold be held responsible for what happens, not held responsible or whatever, but he's going to be. Um, accountable for what happens to them, mm-hmm. right? Like, Clara chose her own, like, I'm not saying that it was the doctor's fault that Clara died. I am no. saying it's the doctor's fault that Will died. That was all her. Or whatever. I'm not saying that, like, he is responsible for their actions or the decisions that they make that lead to their death or to them having to leave the, whatever. But he is responsible if they die while traveling with him to he does owe their people in their life an explanation. Mm-hmm. And I can't trust or love a doctor who just throws away his companions. Like, oh, they gone. Yeah, I have, to I have too much to deal with. I'm dying myself. So never going to go back to, to that time in London, to the school where he worked to tell right. anybody anything. And it just seems like her... And it just, the way they also wrote it was like, 
he, she doesn't have to go tell anyone because her stepmother didn't care and Penny was just a date and like they never gave her any connections to those people so that even the roommates weren't really her friends yeah and they ended up not moving in together anyway and like, exactly so like he yeah. doesn't actually have to go to anybody because they still wrote it where like there was no one to go to and I'm mm-hmm. mad about it that's my bill Phil yeah okay <laughs> yeah I agree bad. okay so ranking this in like with the other Christmas specials. All right, I'm gonna go first. Said that they weren't great. Like none of them have ever been right. Amazing. So like this one, I'm gonna go first because mine is probably the highest up because I don't like any of the other Christmas specials. This is third. So my favorite is run is uh wait I wrote it down. Husbands of River Song because I really like what they did with mm-hmm. that and River Song is always great and like River and Capaldi. I mean, and 12, like, play off of each other really well. And, like, it was, like, a sweet romantic, like, pairing. And then Runaway Bride, because even though when I first watched it, I was I was so upset about Donna and I hated her. And I was like, you're so annoying. Like, why are you so loud? Stop yelling. But now she's one of my favorite companions. And so that's, like, I always rewatch that episode. And I'll probably rewatch this one. But after this one, I don't think I've rewatched... Any, like none of them are episodes I really enjoy rewatching. Like Christmas Invasion is next, and like I've rewatched that one and it's fine, but it actually doesn't have that much ten in it, and it's that high on the list. Partially, I'm just now remembering the Lion King reference, so I might have to actually bump it up to three <laughs> <laughs> because I do remember that there are good lines in it once ten is allowed to be ten and like wake up, but all the other ones. I'm look. I was looking at lists. I was looking at trailers, and I'm just like, I don't care about any of these episodes. I really mm-hmm. just don't care about any of them. The last one on my list is Doctor Mysterio because I still haven't watched it. But like, I just <laughs> don't like any of them. It's so weird. Like, I keep like you were saying, Bayana, when we were talking about it before we started recording. Like, we watch them because they're a new episode and because it's a Christmas tradition and it's like a thing to do. But, like, they're never really that good. But, like, I really hadn't realized how much I disliked most of the Christmas specials until I was, like, actually trying to rank them. And I'm like, after five, I could just stop ranking them. and They just all muddle together. Except for maybe Next Doctor, which I just really dislike. And and um, Doctor Mysterio, which I've heard is awful. And so it's one of the reasons why I still haven't watched it and why it's last. Because it's, it's unfair yeah, to rank it, it when it was, I haven't seen mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, I, so I put it in a different place, but like, at, in terms of just the Christmas specials in general, they're not ones that I like care about that much. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny because I feel like every Christmas for the past maybe like three or four years, like since I started watching Doctor Who, I've always been like, okay, it's Christmas. Like, we gotta, it means we gotta watch Doctor Who. And I'm like reminding my sister, and I'm like, we gotta watch Doctor Who today. But I'm like, they're not even ever like amazing. Um, and I don't know. So I, I put mine. So I have this episode at number nine. Um, and the way that I ranked it is, is episodes <laughs> that I will or have rewatched more than once. Yes, that's how you I rank mine mean? as well. Yeah. Um, and so, like, so with, so my first one is The Snowman, actually, um, because I actually really like that episode. It's like the one right after Amy and Rory are gone. Um, and when the doctor meets Clara for a second time yeah. and like meets her um, Victorian as, like, London or, or whatever. Yeah. And I, and I liked that one because I felt like in terms of the story, it made like, it had a plot, you know what I mean? It had like 
vil- like it just had all the things that made sense. It had like a a bad guy. It had somebody with like other motives. It had it just had all the makings of a story. And Christmas still was like a through line, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, so that was my first one, and then the second was uh, River Song because I love River. And that episode was good. Um, and then I did the Christmas Invasion. Yeah. And, and that one was cool. And then, like, the rest of them are just, yeah, they're all ranked about, like, what, like, after that, it's just, like, which ones do I stop not, like, watching? And so so basically it's the night between the end of time and before time of the Doctor. Um, because, like, you know, those are regeneration episodes, and I don't necessarily watch them very often. Me I don't neither. really like watching the end of time. Me neither. To be honest, I Me felt neither. like it was. There were, I feel like the. And while it was way too much with the reality bomb situation. I feel like <laughs> you that hate was the reality the bomb. Of 10. Like, that was the real finale of 10 to me. And I was like, cool with that being it. Like, if he had regenerated after that, I thought, I think that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they, like, don't regenerate him and then do a bunch of those weird specials and then give him end of time. Yeah. Um, and so I always confuse the two. I don't know. Like whatever yeah. plots are in one, I forget. And I'm like, okay, so which one happens in which one where he ends? Cause at one point he's the old man. Cause he was captured by the master. And then oh, the that's, other that's one the end of season three, that's a different one. So you're mixing them all up. Yeah. They all the blend together. The old man of season three. And then at the end of season four, when they all, all the show up come together. But I don't remember what happens in that. Anna, and then yes. the other doctor who ends up going off with Rose in the alternate dimension. Um, and then there's like a bunch of specials. That wasn't And then two. there's the end of time. Oh, and like, and the end of time is, is, is fine. I think they have the master in there and I didn't really care about John Sims master like at all. Um, and, and there's like a whole thing with Gallifrey, which was interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was fine. And but really, it was like the end of it when he regenerates, and it's really sad. And like yeah. I feel that emotion very right. much. Like I like love that part. Me like going back to visit everyone. Yeah. Um, and for sure, like, I don't want to go. And I'm just like, oh, my whole heart. Like I just especially because everyone like loves Ten. Like he's a great doctor, so it's good to see him get to do all of that. Exactly, but like the episode as a whole, like the pl- actual plot is lacking. Yeah. Is like I could take it or leave it. Um, and then and then it's twice upon a time, and then the end of time, or then the time of the doctor, which I just realized that like all three of them are regeneration episodes, and I didn't think about that. But they're like <laughs> kind of in the same place, like nine, ten, and eleven. Yeah, no, sorry, eight, nine, and ten. Just like um, in the middle. Yeah. yeah, and then the time of the doctor, which I like. I'm like, okay, I don't hate it as much as Robin does. So I'm like, I could rewatch it. But I, you Same. Know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I do think this one was better than that. Yeah, I put Time of the Doctor is five, but Trio, yeah. I didn't care about. And I was really upset at Moffat about actually because um, I was mad at him about that one because it was like he gave us the Husbands of River Song and then gave us no Doctor Who for a year and then gave us Doctor Mysterio. And, and gave I was us like, trash, the fuck yeah. is this? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. Um, and then Voyage of the Damned, which it was like the Titanic one. Yeah. And I, I don't like that one at all. Uh, and then the next Doctor was stupid, so. I hate the next Doctor. <laughs> Super ridiculous. Um, so, yeah. So, number nine is mine for the most part. Um, what about you, Robin? So, I am one of those weird people who I really liked Voyage of the Damned. 
Um, it's probably second. So my number one wow. is Runaway Bride. Yes. And then Voyage of the Dam. They're all so mediocre that it's like, how do you rank them? (laughs) So I would say the Husbands of River Song is number three. Yeah. There are like three consistent ones where people are like, okay, I can can watch these. Probably Christmas Invasion, Bride, I mean, Runaway Bride and Husbands of River Song are like the three. And you put them somewhere in your top five. And then the rest of them, it's like your personal choice and which ones you are willing to rewatch. And then the rest of them are just... Snooze fests, kinda. Yeah. <laughs> or so, don't make any okay, sense. So I have Husbands of Wimmer Song is three, and then Christmas Invasion at four. Okay. So this is where it gets iffy. Um, which is that I would say the end of time would be number five. Sure. But I don't care for it, but at least yeah. it had a coherent story. I just don't like John Sims Master. I find him annoying, mm-hmm. and I think that they did too much. Um, so... Yeah, so I would say it would be the end of time and then a Christmas Carol just because I really love the look of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it looked great. And that's the one, is that the moment double, double Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. that's the one with double door. Um, so, then the, and so then from there, I would do the doctor, the widow, and the wardrobe again just because it looked good. Yeah, and it was cute. It was cute. Um... Then I would do the snowman because I liked the Victorian era of it. I liked that um, Strax and Madame Vastra and Ginny were back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Richard, was, there, was that their first episode? Strax. I think that was their first one. Madame Vastra and Ginny? I don't think so. Yeah, the snowman? Yeah. Oh, okay. They came along with Clara came. They, did, oh. they weren't around with Amy and Rory. And that was the first episode after Amy and Rory. Okay then. Cool. Did it and did it introduce them? Yeah. So I'm a fan of that. Um. And then I would do, I guess, this one, because there's nothing like offensively wrong with it, and the rest of them I have like like strong hatred for. Sure. Um. Like there's offensiveness in it, but it's. I guess supposed to be there and they don't really deal with it, but there's a purpose kind of to it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, it's like a different kind really of offensiveness. Yeah. Episode though, but like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like overall it's harmless. Like, yeah. Take it or leave it or whatever. It's yes. harmless. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would do uh, the next doctor, which I watched, but could never watch again. And would be totally fine with it and still don't love. Right. Um, the Return of Doctor Mysterio, which I've never seen. And then the Time <laughs> of the Doctor. Dang! Wow, so, Time of the Doctor is that far down for your Doctor. The you, the one that you've never seen is, is better than the Time <laughs> That's of the Doctor. Hilarious! That is. Hilarious. I almost got grounded as a grown woman. I almost got put on restrictions because keep in mind these come on on Christmas Day. Oh no! So I leave my family. I go up and set in like seclude myself so I can go watch my last doctor's last final moments. And then I start cussing like a sailor. My <laughs> dad is like, what is going on? It is Christmas. We can hear you downstairs. The time of the doctor is your order of the Phoenix movie. Yes. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Why? And, it, and the other thing too is like, it starts off so lit 
Your yeah. dad is one coming out of the TARDIS like language young lady. <laughs> Said, well, wait a minute. Basically, not on this day. If I hear He's any like, more language like this, trying to watch basketball, you're not, you're not like communing with the family at all. And then on top of that, we just hear just tirades of bad language coming from upstairs. <laughs> they were like, "Why don't you just turn it off?" And I'm like, "Cause I can't. It's not an option. I am who I am." <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah. So that's how I would rank them. It's it's middle. Okay. Yeah. Which knowing that Christmas episodes are already not great. Right. So, so like this is this is a ranking, but like <laughs> number one is still really low. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, for me, husbands and runaway bride are like good I do episodes. Like runaway bride and I, I watch that often. Yeah. Like yeah. The top three are like ones that we could rewatch if we like felt like it, and then after that, yes. it's like, well, then <laughs> only if it's like, oh, you played the next one, right? right. All right, I'll keep it on. Netflix, and then like Netflix is automatically aware yes. it's on now. It's automatically started playing it. And you're like, well, whatever. And then like below five, it's like you actively skip it. <laughs> I'm like, turn this off. Yes. <laughs> there, no good can come of this. Yeah. Like, I don't want to get my pressure up in this rewatch right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be fun, lighthearted. Right. <laughs> okay. Quotes from the TARDIS. Um, I like the line. I mean, it's a very Moffat line, but I did like the line about the TARDIS, like, getting bigger over the years. And I was like, well, would you have a hard time sucking your tummy in after all this time? Um, <laughs> just, like, the idea of the TARDIS being so sentient and, like, being a evolving being is 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 cool um one being like have i been burgled <laughs> someone else put yeah. that but i i co-sign it i liked that one um because he walked in he's like what the, what the heck is this <laughs> but also it's like, like my it's, is just a room you out here with but also like how are you burgled and it replaced everything <laughs> with something new get it together like oh, he needs to be quicker on the uptake um over to you mary berry partially because of how um of 12's um Capaldi's re- line reading of it it's just like well over to you Mary Berry <laughs> and just cause haha old and stodgy yeah. take off and then to be fair they cut out all the jokes of like the I still don't understand exactly how and why the testimony had that like recap of the doctor's like, existence it was because but they also, really love doing that they really do but they also one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Look at all the faces. Um, Look at the faces. They love that. It's like their favorite thing. But it so. works really well in the eleventh hour. Yes. And then that's it. And that's it. They do it in the next doctor. Um, which I think because it's works the first time because they of do what? It, yeah. I was like, well, that's and cute. because of like I don't know, it I has. Seen that. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it, but. Yeah, I've forgotten it. And also, like, isn't the point, like, the guy downloads all the doctor's memories? Yeah. yeah. So, like, so there it makes sense. sense. Mm-hmm. I think I remember that one the most because it was the first time it happened. And so it was, like, during my, you know. And it might have been, like, one of the first times they show but... a lot of the old doctor's faces in New Who. 
Um, so like for me, someone like me, where it's just like, I'd never seen, like, I hadn't even looked them up and seen how they looked. Like I hadn't at that point. Cause I was like watching it for the first time, like binging like the first four seasons. So I was like, okay, cool. And then in general, the episode was trash, but, but I was like, oh, that's what they look like. Okay. I can barely tell. Cause it's all black and white in tiny pictures, but whatever. <laughs> but yes, the first two times they do it or those two times they do it, it works. But like this time I was just like, but why? But also it's upsetting because like one doesn't learn anything he's just like what huh yeah it's not like he's like oh this is who i become like there's no moment of like this is who i become and like him either being fine with it or upset about it like he could totally be like they didn't even show him being upset with it of like him being a doctor of war like he's just like i'm not like that or like i don't know it just like was kind of like a very like subtle it was like too subtle for like the atrocities that the doctor in terms of who one is like comparatively he's been through so much and like so much craziness happens where it's just like he could have had some bigger emotion of like wow all of that is gonna happen to me but like there's no like real like reckoning in that moment so what was the point of it happening like, why did it happen? But I did enjoy Capaldi's, like, okay, but they cut out all the funny stuff. Cause, yeah, like, that was good. Funny stuff happens in all that time. But, yeah, I just, ugh, the whole, they just, there was no point to one being there. And it sucks yeah. because it was cool to have him there. Like, if they did that with other doctors, perhaps the ones who've, like, the actors passed away and, like, had them show up, that'd be really dope. If but they did something. If they, they did something up. good with it. Or just have a plotless episode and have that be it from the start. Like, don't pretend what? there's a plot. Anyway, we did this. Okay, I was going <laughs> to say, we're in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, so the next you one You have is, all the quotes, Ayana, so go ahead. Yeah, Bill said, uh, questions are kind of my thing. How are you with answers? Bad. Um, I did enjoy that. I like that Bad one. Bad with answers. It was a good line, but he's a bad like, answer. To me, it was a little bit of a like, oh, maybe they did understand why we liked Bill so much. Maybe they mm-hmm. listened to Tarbis, and then the rest of the episode happened, and I was like, never mind. They didn't. They did. <laughs> um, what is anyone supposed to be but a bunch of memories? Which I liked, and I thought that, again, it's just them introducing things that could have been more important to the plot but just like that question and a lot of different television shows and stories have done this before about like what does it mean to be yourself or to be a human and all that kind of stuff um she asks all these questions and they don't get answered like the doctor doesn't answer them with his beliefs like no one it doesn't get resolved in any kind of way so that was kind of annoying but i like that because also it's still confusing like are there two bills just running around with the same memories out there we just don't have answers to that yeah, yeah. I suppose one more lifetime won't kill anyone. Yeah, one more lady lifetime. True. Also, also I mean, like, false. Yeah. <laughs> Not true, but I mean, it's cute. It's cute that he believes it. Yeah. At that moment. Um, <laughs> um, never be cruel or cowardly and never eat pears, which I think is just cute because it's a thing that I did like about 12 is that he would always like, have really good advice and then put a really random thing in there. And I also like the callback to a previous Moffat episode from not even Moffat's era. Like it's the one time he acknowledges that he didn't start Doctor Who. (laughs) It's like, oh wait, this exists. I wrote on the show before I was in charge of it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, oh brilliant, which is the first word, those are the first words of the 13th Doctor, so. And then my favorite quote who the fuck are you talking to? Which was me 
to the television during that monologue. <laughs> I don't know. Like, the only quote where it would have been resolved if he had just had a mirror, at least had a mirror. <laughs> Somebody. He, he couldn't have been hopping around like, like that if he had a mirror. Also, it was like um, the like has stored all of the images of all of his companions. So he could have chosen one. Right. You know? What is the thing called when it's like the hologram of him? Cause like Or a ganger. I was rewatching when I was rewatching the um Let's Kill Hitler and uh he and Eleven thinks he's dying and he gets oh, yeah. the yeah, interface that's what I was thing that looks like, yeah, like little Amy. Yeah. Do the image of Donna, I don't know. Somebody. Somebody. Donna would have been really good, actually, um, because then they could have brought it full circle about his face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been perfect, actually. But, Boy, you know. Space Man, which would have been great, too. Because, like, he... That never that happened, from guys. That episode and then did it, like, for Clara, but it was also, like, in memory of Donna and, mm-hmm. you know, put Donna up in there. I could have rewritten this and it would have been, like, ten times better, guys, but whatever. Guys, guys, nothing from R2D happened, according to Moffat. None of like five Moffitt things happened. Like the Moffat came up with like, Doctor Who. Who's, who's Sorry, Moffat created, <laughs> originated. <laughs> like it came from him. I'm just, I, I just, I'm. It actually kind of still bothers me that like the there's church and state between Moffat and RTD's eras, and like Moffat chose like three things that like he acknowledged happened or like brought into it's not even that it didn't happen it's just like he doesn't acknowledge that it happened like none of the it is really referred to much and it's just like that's not how it's the doctor like should work nine so much it's honestly why i like season nine so much because he finally acknowledges that season four which is like arguably the best season he acknowledges that that shit happened yeah that it exists and I was like this is amazing and like maybe if I rewatched it I wouldn't feel that way anymore but like I love that season because he actually acknowledges the history and doesn't have to go like you don't have to there are what like it's been like 12 years of Doctor Who you don't really have to go back 60 years right for content but also there are more but also there are more references to classic Who than to RTD Who I think that's what I'm saying you don't have to go back that far yeah it's just go to like get some. I really yeah, hope that Chibnall is allowed to touch on both aspects of the last twelve I'll years of who. It's like he sets the tone. I don't yeah. I doubt. Like yeah. if you're coming from like a, a corporate BBC perspective, they would love that because yeah, then it gets true. people to go back and watch those episodes. Like yeah. they love callbacks. The ones that they like actually have available, right? Like, right. A lot of those old episodes don't exist. Don't, anymore. We literally can. I don't think we can watch one. Uh, regenerate institute i don't think we can watch that anywhere that's what i'm saying like they have that in the vault somewhere but i don't think it's accessible and like you so don't, they don't need even to have a lot of them in the vault yeah right, exactly way back when they're like oh like, just use it's... this tape nobody needs this <laughs> history who cares just this one tape the only yeah. one <laughs> just re-, re record over it it's fine um yeah yeah yeah. So, uh, looking forward, uh, we did an episode on 13 and what we knew so far, so you can go back and listen to that. Um, and I think it's gonna air in autumn, is all I've heard. So, um, we'll obviously try to be back before then um, with more episodes. We'll definitely but... be back before then, but we don't have any kind of schedule until 13 shows back up again. Yeah, so. until season 11. There'll be Tarbish Just... Drops. 
Be on the lookout for dead drops of Tarbis. <laughs> okay, you don't have to like get handed. <laughs> you don't have to get it handed to you in a paper bag yeah, on a yeah, bench. Meet me in Central Park at two o three, and we're gonna do a brush path, which is where we walk past each other and we knock hands and then we switch bags. Okay. I've or, watched a lot of in my five guys. I got so many dead drops in me. Okay, so or else you can find it <laughs> on iTunes uh, and all the other. Places That's you can so find boring. a podcast. Yeah, boring, but okay, sure. Yeah, you know, check out blackgirlscreate.org. You can Sorry. read Connie's writing at Black Girl Nerds are all over the internet, and you can follow us on social media at We Black and Nerds. Use the hashtag Tarbis Time and Relative Blackness in Space T A R B I S, and join our Slack where we have a channel dedicated to conversations about Doctor Who. So if you want to talk in more depth without well, we used to say the pesky 140 character limit, but now know, it's like but 280 it's characters, and we don't need all that. And a whole threading um, option. Like, I mean, if you yeah. want to use that, you can tweet yeah. at us, uh, Yana underscore Hollows or Robin underscore Ravenclaw, or I'm Constar24. You can send us your personal feels. You can send the group feels to We Black and Nerds. Yeah. Then we just have all the ways to send your Doctor Who feelings and thoughts about this episode and how they treated Bill and about blackness in space and like in the TARDIS and there's going to be a new black companion. So we can like still do this <laughs> and hopefully not be raging mad by the end of the season. I hope so. I was, so I was like talking to my sister who has not watched the finale of season 10. Um, and part of it, I think was like me and Robin's fault. Cause we were like so upset that I think we kind of blood into her that she's like, I don't really want to watch it. Um, so I'm trying to get her to at least just watch it once and like catch up. But she was saying earlier, like she just feels really meh about watching, continuing to watch Doctor Who and that she, when she wants to watch it, she just goes back to old episodes that she likes. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, yeah, I feel that the same way too, you know? And I feel like That's how I felt before the same time because we're getting like a new um, mm -hmm. companion and a new, like we're getting a reboot yeah. basically. And so I'm like, at the very least, I'm like, I'm going to try it out and we'll see what happens. And we'll probably at least go through the 11th season. Like, I don't think we'll stop unless something like wild happens. But, you know, I doubt we'll stop in the middle of season 11 and be like, fuck Tarvis, fuck everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they kill off this black companion at any point. I mean, who knows? Who knows? We'll see. But That'll like, be the minimum. All like generally we'll probably at least get through season 11 and we'll see after that like I think that's kind of where we are which is the same with this uh, this one like we were just like we'll get through season 10 see and we'll where see what goes. happens yeah uh, so yeah I mean you know we'll do episodes about things that we love about Doctor Who and it won't always be annoyance but that's up to them <laughs> I'm yeah. really looking forward to or I'm really hopeful and um optimistic about loving Doctor Who again as a whole. And this isn't even to go with like the black companions and stuff like that. Like, which always to me like heightens it. Like mm -hmm. I can I can enjoy like super white Doctor Who. I can love, <laughs> you know, like um but I I just really look forward to fresh perspective optimism of each episode that I used to have that I lost <laughs> at the end of like season nine and 10 yes. where like, even when like, even after, like, again, we've talked about season two, like season two happened. That was a thing. That was a choice they made. And I kept feeling like every episode, like, Hey, <laughs> yeah, it could be great. 
Yeah. But I yes. Mean, but seriously, though, like, just yes. to yourself the fact that, like, season two happened and we kept sticking back, like, going yeah. back to it. Because there is optimism there. Because there are, like, mm-hmm. great, bright spots in this show. And I'm just hoping that we get back to the Seasons point where... Seasons two and season six for me. Because five was good to me. So, like, as a whole, it was just like, all right, I'm ready for season five, six. And then there was, like, a New York premiere, and I went to it, and I was just like, okay, sure. And I think it well, actually, I think it was 6.5, so, like, the middle of that. But, mm-hmm. like, six happened, and I'm just like, every episode, I'm just like, all right, next one. And then I was constantly disappointed. And then after that, it was sort of like, well, yeah, okay. That was me for eight, but that's because I started so late that, like, eight was my first real, mm. like, Live. live yeah season six was my so first live one. eight season like season eight episode one because i we watched it like we had a sleepover it was like a whole thing me and it's robin and Sarah had a whole thing and season i mean episode one was lit like it was a good episode like objectively a good episode and i was like all right i am ready and then it just like kept getting like worse and worse was like what's happening and I, I didn't i and yeah Talk i mean by season six so hard it's okay. Well, well, it's okay. Yeah, but that you optimism see, that we have will we'll bring it us. back. Yeah, we'll be back. At the very least, we know that. <laughs> and yeah, see you next time. Since we have all this time, if you are a fellow Doctor Who fan and have Doctor Who stuff on other places on the internet, or want to talk to us about Doctor Who and like want to be on an episode, hit us up, and we'll see what happens. Because I think it'd be cool to talk to other people like about their episodes, stuff. If you have any ideas of like special episodes, like do you want us to talk about our favorite River Song episodes or you know mm-hmm. like anything like that, let us know. Yeah, Ooh, a River Watch would be fun. Mm. A River Watch would be really fun, and In I just like the, the, order... the sound of that. To do like watch. a like a mini season of just like a River Watch. Ooh, think about that. One. Plotting, plotting, <laughs> Tarbis <hardcore>. plotting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Classic Tarbis, um, 30 minute ending. Girls have the box.